Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, soul friends. So good to be in conversation with you. We got to see some of you in San Diego at Flood Church who listen to the Soul Talks podcast and we just love connecting with you wherever you live, so it's really fun when uh, we get to go to your church or when you come to us at our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats because we're a community. Yes, we are, and we love meeting you. We love hearing from you. Even just the reviews and ratings you leave on your podcast app encourage us to. So thank you for following Jesus with us. So many of you have uh, gotten the book, uh, gotten multiple copies of the book and shared with friends. We really appreciate that. Soul Shepherding is a nonprofit ministry and owns Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith and all of our resources. So when you share them, you're helping us reach more pastors, missionaries, and leaders like you. Today, we're going to be talking about peace for your busy brain, Enneagram 6 Soul Care. You might be an Enneagram 6, uh, the loyalist, or in relationship with one. All of us can learn from Enneagram 6s. Christy, there are so many Enneagram 6s, and we uh, love them so much. And so this podcast is dedicated to you. Yes, so thankful. You bring so many important and special ways of manifesting God's grace and love in our world and just personally. Like loyalty and faithfulness and being great problem solvers and uh, responding well in a crisis and really being team players and uh, being uh, for uh, the Lord and his kingdom in so many ways, uh, wonderful servants. I appreciated a a review we received from Pastor Jason Demersian. Shout out to you, Jason. Thanks for listening to Soul Talks and for reviewing Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. He says, uh, this couple accomplishes a rare marriage of Christ-centered spiritual wisdom and applied psychological insight. In their books, podcasts, and lives, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith is another great fruit of that marriage. I am a pastor who has used the tool of the Enneagram for some time, yet the Galtiers have a way of fleshing out theology and psychology, which makes their approach uh, very uh, accessible, profound, and unique. Thank you, Jason, and thank you to all of you who have left an Amazon review or wherever you buy the book. That helps more people find soul shepherding. You know, Bill, I'm, I'm still growing in my amazement of that, of how those reviews and ratings make such a difference because even as I notice, people decide whether they're going to have us on their podcast based on how many ratings and reviews our book and our podcast has. That's one of the first things they do is kind of look, well, how many ratings and reviews? D- is this a good fit for us and our platform? And so when you leave a rating, even if you're not, re- some of you maybe feel intimidated, like, well, I'm not good with words. I don't really know what to say. Or it seems like it's all been said. Well, even just a rating really helps. Yeah. Just click on the stars. Uh, yeah. For for the book and for this podcast too. We haven't, we haven't asked that for a long time, but that would help people find this podcast when you just go on and click that star rating. So thank you for participating in Christ and following in with us. It's, it's a real honor and joy for us. So it's so fun to talk with you today. We're just going to imagine that you're uh, at the church we're speaking at and uh, we're getting to talk to you at the book table. It's just so fun to meet all of you. And uh, so we're talking about Enneagram 6 Soul Care, 
And um, I want to open with a reading here, uh, Christy, that was really uh, incredible. So I'm reading uh, John Bunyan's biography, and he was an Enneagram Six, famous author of Pilgrim's Progress, multiple millions of copies sold, one of the best-selling books in history. And there's a section in his biography that I think especially speaks to Enneagram Sixes. Uh, it's sort of like uh, Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis, in that it's a conversation that. Uh, Satan is having with a Christian. And so Satan says to this Christian, you have sinned beyond the reach of grace. Do you think that Christ will defile his fingers with you? It's enough to make angels blush to see so repulsive a one as you knock at heaven's gate for mercy. The Christian replies, I agreed that what was said about me was indeed true. So I said to Satan, I am Magdalene, I am Zacchaeus, I am the thief, I am the harlot, I am the publican, I am the prodigal, and one of Christ's murderers. Yes, worse than any of these, and yet God was so far off from rejecting me that there was music and dancing in his house for me, and great joy that I had come home to him. So blessed be God for his grace to me and to all of us. Wow, that, that's, that sort of uh, accusations, uh, judgments, shame. Uh, a lot of us, not just Enneagram Sixes, can relate to that. I can relate to that as a one with my stress line to the four. And uh, Christy, you as a two in the heart triad, you can relate to being under judgments and accusations. For sixes, it's especially their stress line to the three, which is in the shame triad there. Uh, And so a lot of us deal with these criticisms and judgments, not measuring up, feeling bad about ourselves. And so John Bunyan knew that very well. Uh, He was so persecuted for his faithfulness to Jesus, uh, truly a loyal six, and he was put in prison for being a preacher who was not conforming to some of the government regulations of his day. Uh, and it was very bad conditions for years that he was in prison, but he was faithful to his wife and to his kids and he was faithful to Jesus. And, and he wrote Pilgrim's Progress while he was in prison. And God has used that to help untold millions of people. Yes. And what a great example too of a healthy six with courage the courage that he showed in his life to be a witness for Christ in the midst of that persecution is really amazing and a great display of the virtue of the sex. So I wonder, you who are listening, do you relate to having a busy brain, Uh, having thoughts that just flit about like a water bug skimming the surface of a pond? Do you find yourself uh, constantly... Uh, worrying or looking to the next thing, the next problem to solve, the next opportunity. Uh, Head types especially, uh, the gift of the head type is the multitasking and thinking and analyzing and problem solving and uh, capacity to handle a lot that way. Uh, And yet there's anxiety so often uh, and worry that's embedded into that. And, And others of us struggle with worry as well. And so it's a, a, a challenging thing to learn how to calm down our busy brains and find uh, a sweet center in the person of Jesus in our relationship to him. 
Well, yeah, and it, it helps us to have empathy, especially for the sixes, but all of us, because underneath that is a fear. It's a deep fear that's often unconscious, and maybe we're not even aware of the fear, but we're being driven so much by it. In fact, even today, I happened to read a verse that I thought, oh, this is this is so good. Proverbs 29, verse 25 says, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. I was just thinking about that and thinking how true that is and how we all are tempted by the fear of man and the fear of what could happen to us. And we, we, especially sixes, I think, can especially get attached to people in authority or want authority and the fear of attached to that of somebody misusing authority because they unconsciously are really tuned into safety. And are, are they safe? And is it safe? And what can they do to increase their safety and other people's safety and security? And so that's one of the, the gifts, really, that the sixes can bring is they often are, are really looking to increase security for themselves and for others. In a lot of ways, they serve so beautifully in that. But just to have empathy for the temptation of that, to be driven by that that fear or that sense of not being not feeling safe, not feeling secure. That's why the emotional alarm for sixes that we identify in our book is relying on safety nets. The idea being that uh, you're, we're like uh, tightrope walkers in life. And if we don't look straight ahead to the, the platform the, the, that we're walking towards, but if we start looking down afraid that we're going to fall, we're going to fall. <laughs> and so uh, that happened to Peter uh, when Peter Enneagram six in the Bible. And when Jesus was walking on water in the storm and Peter saw that it was Jesus and uh, he said, Lord, if that's really you tell me to come to you. And so there's Peter's bold, courageous faith, the strength of a six. And uh, so Jesus says, come, come to me and opens up his arms to Peter. And so Peter uh, looks at Jesus and begins walking to him uh, one step at a time, putting his foot on the water, walking on the water. Uh, amazing. As long as he looked at Jesus, he had that, that faith, he had that courage, he had that strength, he had that supernatural ability to walk on the water. But as soon as he looked down to the safety nets below, he began to sink. He, he became fear, he became afraid, and that became its own self-fulfilling prophecy. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Jesus reached out to him, reached his hand down as Peter was sinking, and Peter cried out, Lord, save me. Peter reached down, Jesus reached down his hand and lifted up Peter. Uh, such a great story for all of us to take courage uh, from Peter, that if we will look to Jesus, we can do things that uh, you can't do in the natural. It's going to take uh, God's power and God's grace. You know, many times it seems like God also will lead them to do things that really help other people be less afraid too. Yeah, sixes can be very courageous. They're very organized. They're very uh, efficient in uh, management and uh, systems and procedures and following the rules. Uh, the counterphobic six, sixes sometimes rebel against that stuff and resist it, and so they might have a different profile, uh, which is true for all the Enneagram types, and we identify that in our book, but there is a countertype for each of the nine types that sometimes looks different, but underneath the surface is actually basically the same. And so uh, let's get back to that verse you read, Christy. It's such a, a key issue for sixes around trusting God 
and not giving in to the fear of what people are saying and doing, uh, not um, uh, pleasing authority or following the rules in such a way that they would not be true to their own self or do what is really best. And so I think that when we talk about not giving in to the fear of man, the fear of what people will say or do, and we need to put our trust in God, sometimes we take that to a place that the Bible does not actually intend or teach and we say, well, okay, so it's good to trust God, but it's not good to trust people. And we we create this false dichotomy there as though uh, we can't trust people, but we can't even learn to trust God if we don't learn to trust people. Yes. In terms of our psychological, emotional development, Mm -hmm. the way this works for children, and continuing all through life is that our relationship with God is so much built upon our relationship with people, especially in the body of Christ, which is why Jesus says, a new commandment I give you, love one another. That's why Paul teaches that each member of the body is needed, and uh, we want to honor each other, encourage each other. We want to be hospitable to each other, listen to each other, love one another, these kinds of teachings. So, uh, the place of caution around trusting people that's uh, especially important for sixes, but in a different way, all of us need this wisdom, is that when we, when trusting people means performing for them, uh, getting approval for doing a good job, uh, pleasing people, uh, avoiding someone's disappointment, uh, these kinds of things, uh, that's what we need to be careful about because that's coming from a false self. And, um, or when we're looking to people as our source of love and truth and meaning, well, that would be idolatry. That's getting in the way of our relationship with God. And so that's not going to be healthy or right. Uh, and that could be a real temptation for all of us. Uh, sixes, especially in stress, can tend to go to that, the unhealth of the Enneagram 3 and getting preoccupied with what people think in that shame center. I I really appreciate you bringing this up, Bill, because you're right. We can't even have a sense of self without getting that from other people who are ambassadors of God to us and help us to receive his love and his grace. And that comes to us learning, learning to trust and be safe from people and relationships. It's, it's like you said, it's that over dependence upon self or even another person that can become an idolatry, that can take the place of God, that it becomes a real alarm and problem, danger. Yeah, from the psychological perspective, we all need a sense of self, uh, a sense of self-identity, a sense of self-worth and dignity. And God wants that for us. God created us. Uh, Of course, we have sinned and we need forgiveness. We need redemption. Uh, But Jesus is taking care of that. And so uh, through Jesus... Uh, his death on the cross and resurrection. Uh, the Bible teaches that we have a new self, which is actually prophesied in the Old Testament, that God would give us a new heart and a new self. And so that new self, God wants us to love and cherish. Uh, and I think a redeemed six is a good example of this because as they're trusting God, often God will use them in ways where they'll be really responsible in positions of authority. Mm-hmm. They'll serve really well. They'll, they'll serve God and be inspired by God to create systems that keep keep his people safe. And so there's a, a lot of grace in that. We see that often in people called into 
maybe nursing, the police force, some of these ways where sixes can be really passionate to use their, their gifts to serve and to provide security. Yeah, education ways. and churches and uh, government and soul shepherding. We have sixes in soul shepherding. We're we are so, so thankful. thankful for our sixes or uh, those of the six wing or aligned to the six because we, we need that sense of organization and uh, uh, building up the uh, ministry of soul shepherding and the, the teaming together, the collaborating. Collaborating is one of our core values in soul shepherding. And by the way, if you would like to work for Soul Shepherding, contact us. We are always looking for people that might want to serve on our team. Well, I think it would be helpful to talk about, we have put together in the Uranigram book, which we've created. Your Enneagram map. Sorry, thank you, Your Enneagram map. You're the co-author, but <laughs> you, you can, <laughs> we'll help you with the title of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I need it, I need help too. Well, one of the things that we have come to learn is that there are a lot of Enneagram sixes, and I actually heard one Enneagram teacher who knows a lot and has a lot of experience say that half of all Christian women who think that they are an Enneagram two are actually a six. And as I have run into some of this, I thought it might be helpful for us to share one of the features we put in the Your Enneagram Map book that really helps people when there's mistyping. Because a lot of the types, you're not quite sure if you're one or the other because there's there's a lot of similarities. So I thought it might be helpful for share this. This is page 85 in Your Enneagram Map. And it's one example where we contrast two types side by side. There's similarities and their differences. Yeah, we do this for all the types. Yeah. These are called yeah. T-charts. Right. So there's a lot of similarities between the sixes and the twos. A lot of Christian women identify as a two because our role in the church or the way we've interpreted scripture as Eve being the helper, the Negram two being the helper. There's been a lot of women that relate to some of the things about the two, but they actually might not be a two. And this has especially been true for a lot of sixes. So similarities between twos and sixes are things like they tend to both be warm, responsible, team-oriented, they both have a need to be appreciated, and they both have a fear of dependency. So these are some of the character traits that we see in both twos and sixes. So let's talk about the differences now. Differences would be the sixes would tend to project fear and anxiety, whereas the two would repress shame. Sixes analyze with their head, and twos relate with their heart is the primary focus. With sixes, most want security, but the twos most want intimacy. And as we've been saying, sixes especially want to affiliate with authority figures, whereas twos are more uh, about responding to people's needs. And the sixes can fear what can go wrong, whereas the twos are more likely to fear abandonment. Mm-hmm. And sixes send mixed signals emotionally. We talk about this in our book, Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith, as ping-pong thinking as a uh, one of the themes, really the top theme of the sixes is that they're, it's a complicated personality and there are some uh, seeming contradictions or more accurately polar opposites that live in sixes, which is not a bad thing, it's a good thing, but it can leave them ping-ponging between uh, opposing views and uh, problems and tensions and so forth. So uh, sixes will, because of that complicatedness and those 
inner tensions. They can send mixed signals emotionally that confuse people. Whereas twos are more likely to like wear emotions on their sleeve. Yeah, oftentimes the, the six inside is defending against that emotion. And sometimes that can be really warm and you can really feel like you're you know what they're feeling and you're with them in that. And other times they're kind of removed and shut down to their emotions and in their head. So that's an illustration of that. And then the sixes lead with plans and problem solving, whereas twos as leaders lead by encouraging other people. So I hope that's helpful to you if you are trying to discern if you actually might be a two or six, maybe you're relating to things in both of them and you're not quite sure, or if you know somebody who's trying to find their type or somebody who is, you're in relationship with a two or a six, these things can be very helpful. They've been very helpful to us to look at the differences and the similarities of each of the types. Yeah, so in our short self-published book, Your Enneagram Map, we're trying to do uh, in part the same thing that we do in the larger book, the main book, uh, and that is, uh, you've heard me say, in Soul Shepherding, we want to bring the cookies down to the lower shelf so everybody can get some. So we're trying to take something that's very complicated in the Enneagram because personality, relationships, uh, faith are complicated. Yeah. Uh, and make it simpler, make it understandable. Yeah. And when you can actually do that, it's genius to find what is the essence of something that's complicated. And so we're really trying to do that with these T-charts in your Enneagram map so that help you to really distill it down and get get your best fitting home type because once you've got your best fitting home type then your Enneagram map opens up to you which is what this uh, shorter book is all about is looking at how we live on our lines with our not only our type but also our wing uh, and then our our growth type and our stress type and so we all have we have all of these numbers in us and we're constantly saying that you've been noticing probably on these podcasts and you certainly noticed that in healthy feelings, thriving faith, but we we write the chapter on each of the types, not only to the person who is that type, but also if that's your wing, if that's your stress number, your growth number, and then maybe most importantly in all, of all, Christy, and this is your special passion, but if you're in relationship with somebody who is that type, it's so helpful to learn more about that type so that we can have more empathy for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And that's where we wanna go with the sixes is we want to have empathy for you. We do, and and that's where these mistypes can help us make accurate or inaccurate empathy. So another common mistype for the two or for the six is the six versus the eight if you're a countertype six. Mm-hmm. So we've known some countertype sixes that we thought were eights at first, but our empathy is more accurate if we know what they are. And as soon as I understood that they were countertype sixes, I was better able to have empathy for them with the fear and with the anxiety and with their relationship with the struggle with self-doubt and authority and to understand their underlying motivations and to understand their strengths of leadership. It's different for the countertypes it is for the eight. And so it helped me to participate with God's love and grace and to see them better, to know that. So that's how these comparison charts can be really helpful, but yes, yeah. Bill, please let's. Well, lead because us more the with- the six uh, looks the counterphobic six looks like an eight. Uh, but what you're saying is that eight's the primary emotion is anger, mm-hmm. but six is the primary emotion is fear. Yes, and so underneath that boldness, uh, 
even bravado of the counterphobic six is fear. And when they can accept that, the whole uh, God's wisdom through the Enneagram, God's grace through this tool, it, it opens up to them. And it's a very different place to be to identify um, when you get the right best fitting type for your home type. Different underlying needs, different underlying motivations, yeah. So if you're a six and landing the plane here, uh, how do we find peace uh, for our busy brains? Well, we told the story of Peter keeping his eyes on Jesus uh, in the storm uh, and he was able to walk on water, have courage and be at peace until he took his eyes off Jesus. And so another way to calm your busy brain is with empathy. And so if you are a six or relate to sixes, uh, here's some statements of empathy for you. It's tiring for you always to be thinking and problem solving. When you slow down, probably you feel anxious. It's hard for you to quiet your mind, stop worrying, and really feel. It's hard for you to trust your own feelings and your own intuitions. That's because sixes want to turn to authority figures. In stress, you feel pressure to perform, succeed, and be respected by people. Uh, and, and there's more. But these are some of the statements of empathy for our beloved sixes that are in our book. And it can be so helpful for sixes to practice that soul care practice of scripture meditation to really help them focus their mind and attune to Jesus and not be so busy with the ping pong thinking and the scattered ways that anxiety can be manifesting or they can be defending against it, but really to be able to put themselves in a position to receive peace and care from the Lord. Yeah, so we teach a variety of methods of scripture meditation because it's helpful for all of us to learn different ways to pray the scripture. And for sixes, they especially need this because their their minds are overactive. And so, um, and yet they need to engage their minds. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's hard for sixes to go right to their emotions, right to their needs. And so what scripture meditation does is it starts with the head. It starts with our thinking. Uh, but in meditation, in contrast to, to Bible study, we, we, we move very purposefully um, right from the start from our thinking into how do I feel about the text? Uh, where do I sense myself in this passage? And what, what is God showing me? And um, what is there an invitation from the Lord for me? And particularly in Lectio Divina, that, that method of scripture meditation that we teach it, it, does, it does this for us. The, there's three different readings. Each reading has a different focus question. And so the first focus question is, well, what's one word or phrase that you're drawn to? That's pretty much a, a head question. That's, that's addressing the, the IQ center of the head. And think about this as you listen, pray, what's one thought? And so that getting a focus point. Now, once I hear that one word or phrase in the text, I can just marinate in that i just keep coming back to that and so that that is calming this busy brain the scattered thinking and then the second reading okay what's what, what do you feel in this text what, what what's happening in here that y- y- relates to your life um imagine yourself in it where are you and so that's now engaging my heart and so we're now we're now we're into the heart intelligence center on the enneagram 
and for the head types is is helping us to to slow down and we're as the ancient writers and prayer talk about we're descending from our head from our thinking down into our hearts our feeling but we're going there with our thinking and that's the key point for sixes that they they really need to go there with their thinking uh, and then finally the third reading in lecture divina the question is well what's a personal invitation that you sense from the lord and now to hear God's voice, which means to like sense a, a thought or impression or feeling that God would give us, we need to find that quiet place. When you have a busy brain, it's really hard to notice God's presence, feel his touch, uh, hear what he might be saying. And so the process of reading and rereading the scripture and engaging with our imagination and our senses and our feeling into the passage helps us now to begin to hear God's voice or at least just rest in his presence, noticing that God is loving. So if you want help with scripture meditation, we invite you to visit soulshepherding.org forward slash shop because we have our prayer meditation guides. We have our Lexio Divina course in there. And we just love for you to benefit from that. It's helpful. These are some of our favorite passages that we've meditated on. We make it easy for you. They're easy to copy off and do with others in a group. Sometimes it can be helpful to do this in a group. It helps us to stay focused, Mm -hmm. stay together and attune to the scripture and share an overflow out of that and feed off the meditation of each other's meditations too. And sixes are relational. So to do it in relationship is a beautiful thing. So that will serve you well in that as well as the soul care practices that we outline in Healthy Feelings, Thriving Faith. So we want to thank all of you Enneagram Sixes. We love you. We appreciate you. Hope this podcast has been helpful to you and um, want to pray for you. Dear God, we just thank you for each of our Enneagram Sixes, our loyalists, steadfast followers of you, women and men of courage. Thank you for your great love for them. And um, all of us, Lord, who are in relationship with Sixes or have a, a... a wing or a line to the six, God, help us to embrace our sickness. And there is a place of fear inside, a place of insecurity, a place of, uh, of unsettledness around authority figures that we're not sure where we stand and we're, we're looking to be uh, affirmed and uh, appreciated. I would pray, oh God, for the sufficiency, the sweetness, the strength of your grace to reach our Enneagram sixes down deep into their bones, that they would know that they are valued, that they are loved by you, and that they're making a wonderful, positive difference in this world uh, as they are serving you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 